This episode of the Rethink Retail podcast was recorded live at Shop Talk Europe on June 8th, 2022. It features Rethink Retail top retail influencer Heisha Yu as our host and Roland Palmer. He's the general manager for the UK, Belgium, Netherlands, and Nordics at Alibaba Group. We do want to let you know that we had a couple of challenges with our mic at the start. You will hear that in Roland's intro. However, that does clear up about two minutes into the episode. This was a great discussion to record. Haisha and Roland talk live streaming trends, as well as how European brands can unlock the China export opportunity. And Roland shares some great advice on how others can execute strategies on a global level in today's complex and omni-channel landscape. As always, thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this episode. my guest, Roland Palmer. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. Roland is a general manager for Alibaba's UK, Belgium, Netherlands, and Nordics. You're apparently very experienced with European retail market, and we share some cross-border e-commerce business background as well. So prior to Alibaba, you're a director for Alipay Northwest Europe, then a board member and CEO for Blocker Holding, and previous management positions at Coca-Cola and Unilever. So then following to that, like, can you uh, say a little bit about your current role? International commerce is outside of China. The main ones there on the B2C side are um, AliExpress, which is a global platform. Uh, then we have Lazada, which is really focused in Southeast Asia. And we have uh, Trendyol, which is primarily focused in Turkey today. And then we have our B2B global platform, Alibaba.com, which was actually the first one we started with. And my role uh, is actually to work with uh, companies in Europe who want to do business with one of those platforms. Um, and in addition to all of those platforms, we have uh, world-class infrastructure. So it's our Sanya Logistics company and also uh, Alibaba Cloud, uh, providing world-class uh, com- cloud computing uh, services. Great. You have a lot on your shoulders. <laughs> well, I have a lot of great colleagues to help right. me do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, as GM for UK, Netherlands, Belgium, and Nordics, uh, what perspectives or set of values have helped you execute your role effectively? And what advice might you give others executing strategies on a global level in today's complex and omnichannel? Yeah, so I think the main, the main value within our company is to be agile. You know, we've got constant change. Uh, you'll, be, uh, you'll be hit with all sorts of things every day. And uh, all of the different businesses are changing and moving at a very fast pace. Uh, the advice I'd give to uh, uh, to companies um, is uh, to embrace innovation, um, to test and learn. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's so many exciting uh, new technologies out there. Uh, start to use them and bring them into your business uh, as quickly as possible. Okay. And then because of your role here, how European brands unlock the China export opportunity? You all know that there's a big opportunity there. And then perceive the barriers and what advice would you give to brands entering China? Yeah, so uh, look, our mission as a company is to make it easy to do business 
uh, everywhere, you know, anywhere in the world. And so for us, exporting is key. Um, and what we've done recently, we commissioned some research in the UK. We asked uh, around 2,000 companies, you know, how are you looking at export? Um, around 75% of them said they're doing some kind of international trade, but 48%, so almost half, said, well, we see all sorts of barriers and challenges. Uh, the main ones were things like uh, customs, um, increased paperwork, uh, payment uh, issues, you know, whether it's late payment or payment security, and also understanding the cultural issues when you're exporting to a country which you don't know anything about. And I think that's where um, you know, the online platform and the online marketplace comes in and really helps because uh, you've got suddenly a platform which can make it easy uh, in, in terms of uh, the logistics, in terms of uh, the payments, um, but also uh, in, in terms of providing a huge customer base uh, to, to uh, companies they wouldn't otherwise have had the access to. And for the consumer, it's great because it's um, <clears throat> a lot of choice and great value. Right, yeah. Thank you, thank you. And in today's... Uh, keynote at the Shelter Europe, you mentioned about live streaming. Live streaming is apparently very big in China. And we've seen an uptake of companies testing this out in Europe. So how is this offering evolving for the Europe market? Well, before we uh, talk about Europe, it's good to set the scene for, for people to sort of understand what's happening in China. Yeah, we've got Taobao live streaming. is the largest live stream commerce platform in the world. We did 75 billion dollars of GMV, which is gross merchandising value, across uh, uh, our live streaming platform in financial year 21. Now, this year in 22, we're forecasting 660 million live stream users. Uh, around 60% of them are going to be clicking on the product. So they have very high conversion rates and a lot of content being made, uh, 150,000 hours of content um, every 24 hours. That's 17 years of content. Every 24 hours, it's mind-blowing, isn't it? So, you know, if, then, then the question is, is that going to be the same in Europe? And the answer is yes and no. So it's obviously a big trend. Uh, it's, it's, it's happening already in Europe. Um, but we're in the test and learn phase. So you see companies such as Burberry uh, doing, uh, in 2020, a live stream um, fashion show. You see uh, in the other sector, which is big on live streaming, it's beauty. You see companies like Douglas in Germany doing Douglas Live. And um, some of these um, European uh, initiatives are seeing very encouraging initial results. So 14 to 15 times the engagement of social media, uh, you know, three to five times the sales, 50% more customers. You know, it's very, very encouraging. Uh, and then there's always the skeptics, the companies who say, well, hold on, despite all of that, why should I do it? Because the ecosystem is different. China is different. And they're right. China is different. Um, however, uh, let's not wait, I would say. Because you can work and partner with companies today. You can already integrate uh, live streaming into your e-commerce platform. So you can get started. And there's a you nice know, startup, uh, for example, in Sweden called Bambooza, who's doing this with Monkeys, a sub-brand of um, uh, H&M. And talking about live streaming, I think it's related topic. Another fancy topic is Metaverse. How do you think live streaming play a role in Metaverse? Well, Metaverse is one of the uh, trending topics at the moment. Uh, I think uh, in the last couple of months, the increase in search in Metaverse is over 7,000% on search. So uh, you know, everybody wants to know about Metaverse. I think more than 75% of business people want to know about it, um, but only 15% have a clue, even when they start looking You're into it. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> you can tell me. Um, but, uh, you know, I like um, to start with a definition. And the definition is probably the most difficult because it's still work in progress. So um, 
you know, the definition that I like is that it's a real evolution of the internet. The internet is now going from uh, us as uh, consumers watching what's happening to uh, participating in what they call being immersed, really getting in there. Um, and uh, for that, you need all these new technologies. You know? So you've got uh, um, virtual reality. You've got augmented reality. You've even got mixed realities. All of these technologies we've seen in China already, uh, I call them the ingredients of the metaverse. And uh, uh, augmented reality, we've seen luxury brands such as watch brands you know, do a lot of that. Gucci um, uh, working uh, um, on uh, a Timor, our luxury pavilion. And, um, you know, the uh, virtual influencers we've seen, now, those are influencers who are kind of digital, uh, but they have a huge following amongst young people in China. Now, uh, their engagement is three to five times the engagement of a real person, so a real influencer. Now, if you take virtual influencers and you take augmented reality, and then the, the last piece of the puzzle is you yourself, because if it's about immersive, how are you going to get into the metaverse? Um, and this is where the, the whole role of avatar comes in. So we'll see a virtual version of you uh, stepping into the metaverse, and it can look like you, um, or you could choose, actually, if it looks like different to you, maybe even a creature, a creature that you like. Um, but anyway, that, that personality, that digital avatar will get in and uh, will start to do the shopping. And uh, on the 18th of June this year, we're, we're launching on uh, Taobao, um, uh, what we're calling the Metaverse Mall. And this is where everyone can bring their digital avatars, their, their other person, their, their virtual self, and start to do 3D shopping. Essentially, what we're doing is experimenting with all of those immersive shopping technologies, um, which, you know, are all part of Web3. Wow, look forward to trying that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. And changing gear a little bit, in today's keynote, you also mentioned about online marketplace. So how has the role of the market, online marketplace changed over the past few years? Yeah, so online marketplaces have grown tremendously. Um, if I just look at uh, today we have 1.3 billion annual active consumers. We just hit a historic milestone of 1 billion uh, annual active consumers in um, China uh, and then 300 million outside of China. Now, if you look at um, uh, what's happening on the marketplaces, most research says it's here to stay and it's continuing to grow. So 15% is forecast for the coming years, each year 15% growth. So, you know, why are they here to stay? Because they're great for consumers. There's a huge amount of choice and there's value. They're great for companies because they can reach lots and lots of uh, consumers they wouldn't otherwise be able to. And what we're doing at Alibaba is we're focusing on uh, a couple of things. First of all, we're innovating around the core. So our, our big platform in China, Taobao, uh, we've uh, innovated recently with Taobao Deals. And um, Taobao Deals, uh, we get 300 million people involved in that. And 20% of them are totally new to the platform. So, you know, you can, you can um, innovate uh, and therefore keep providing growth around the core um, marketplaces. In addition, we have um, international marketplaces. So we see in uh, Turkey, uh, Trendior is growing you know, more than 60%. Uh, year on year, uh, in Lazada in Southeast Asia, uh, the same. And um, uh, the, the, other, the other piece is obviously our B2B business, the Alibaba.com, um, growing 46% year on year. So all of our marketplaces uh, continue to grow. The whole um, business of marketplaces continues to grow. And I think um, it's definitely a place uh, to be. Uh, and to join, if you haven't done so already, team up with us or other players and, uh, and get on board. Sure, thank you. Yeah, I think it's enabling a global marketplace yeah, for everyone. Thank you. And to wrap up our conversation today, so 
Uh, what is Alibaba's role in the competitive landscape today, and how do you stay ahead? So, for us to stay ahead, I think first of all we need to stay uh, key to our mission. Our mission is to make it easy to do business anywhere. Now, how do we do that? First of all, we're focusing on the high quality consumer base. Now, I mentioned we've got one billion annual active uh, consumers um, um, in China, but of those uh, one billion, there's 124 million who are spending more than 10,000 RMB, so let's say $1,500 a year. Um, and I think it's key for us to keep them engaged, not only the technology that I mentioned, uh, but also all of the categories. So if you see uh, what's happened during the pandemic, we've had a, a seismic shift towards health supplements, towards uh, you know indoor wear. Um, to mixed nuts, right? Mixed yeah. nuts, yeah. <laughs> food, essentials, especially for the lockdown cities such as Shanghai and, and Beijing. Our food ha has absolutely gone through the roof, um, but also pharmaceutical products. You know? So what we have to do to stay ahead uh, is to make sure that we are really champion and, and finding the right partners in those categories uh, to ensure that the consumer gets their right products. And then you put all of the technology on top of that and, and shopping in the metaverse. And then I think um, you know the combination of uh, uh, focusing on the right cons quality consumer, uh, the right quality infrastructure uh, with um, our business units, such as our logistics business unit, Sanyao, uh, whether it's intercity, intracity, or you know around the world, um, and finally, last but not least, in addition to the the technology that I mentioned earlier, we've also got uh, a great business on Alibaba Cloud. Now that business uh, has innovated beyond uh, standard cloud computing services to offer industry-specific solutions, and and I think um, the combination of all of those things is going to ensure that we're going to stay ahead. That's great. It's a pleasure talking to you, Roland. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at Rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing, reviewing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.